Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, we're so glad that you've joined us today for this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We love companies that do good, and our guest today has founded a B Corp, and he's going to tell us all about it. However, he has also successfully founded other companies that have had reach across 60 countries, and so do stay tuned. He's going to have great things to share with you today. And so with that, I would like to welcome Brett Wigdors to the program. Hi, nice to be here. Hi, uh, Brett. I love for my guests to tell everybody what their company is and what they're doing in the world today. Sure. Yeah. My current company is Tiny, T-I-N-E-Y, and we're trying to disrupt early years, preschool, where we think, um, you know, um, what you do with kids before they start uh, school is, is really important. Lots of science has shown brain development in the early ages is a huge, important area. But there's not enough great practitioners in the section in that sector, and we think we can do more to help more people get great professions in that area and help you know um, open it up more to more kids and make it affordable for parents and help the whole sector work better for everyone. Right, you know what I love about your story, and and I encourage our listeners. I always do. Um, if you're at a computer to go pop over and take a look at your company website so they understand what we're talking about, which was T-I-N-E-Y dot C-O. And when I first heard your story, I thought, oh, this is such a wonderful idea in light of the pandemic. But in fact, this was something that was started well before we're in the situation that we're in today. Um, and so so tell us a little bit more because I, I really was fascinated about this idea of disrupting the way that we approach early childhood education? I mean, so where I start is I visited hundreds of schools all over the world in the last uh, few years or last 10 years. And what struck me, first of all, was if you really want to help children, you know, it's never too late, but the earlier you could work with children, the better. And more and more brain science over the last decade or two has shown that neurons are really firing, you know, for under five-year-olds. It's the time when there's even more plasticity in the brain. And actually the quality of earlier education, preschool education is hugely important. It's, it's really, really important for children's development. But yet it's the sector that's the most under-resourced and under-focused. And I think it's an area where there's just not enough practitioners. And you need a lot of great practitioners in that sector because the ratios, you know, one practitioner can only work with a few children at a time. Um, so it's an area we need even more talent in. And and it just struck me that there wasn't enough organizations really looking at how to attract and keep more talent in that sector, you know, doing a better job using tech and other ways to do it. So that's what got me to start Tiny. Okay. So and explain to me if I'm a practitioner um, and I come to tiny.co, explain to me what, what I would be looking at and how I would interact with the company. Yeah. So what we do is we help you open up small nursery schools in your homes in England, it's called a child. We're a child minding agency. In other countries, as as we go in other countries, we we'll have different regulations. But what it means is, we um, in England to do this, you have to go through lots of checks. You have to do a, um, quite a lot of training and support. You have to do background checks for everyone in your family, a doctor's check, uh, landlord permission, all sorts of other other things, and. Um, 
you do it all through our app. So we're all app based. So mm-hmm. we make it really simple. Um, you don't have to leave your house to do it. You know, we help you set up your room, the room that you're going to be doing it in properly. We do all your background checks, medical checks, all, all virtually and everything. Um, and then we end up getting you licensed at the end. So you have a license and it's all done through the app. Um, at the end, once you're licensed, we help you put a website up on our, on our site. We help you find customers and we help you run your business. So we have um, something called Tiny Wallet. We, um, we're a fintech also. So all the invoicing and banking is done through our app. Um, in England, people pay through lots of different government schemes that they're eligible for, as well as um, cash and, and direct debit. That all goes through Tiny Wallet, which, which you can download. Um, we ask you to follow this early years foundation stage curriculum that um, is a British curriculum. And we push out lots of activities you can do with the kids that are very simple to follow this curriculum. Um, you can check the kids in and out, and it's very easy for you to follow through with the um, parents on what, what you've done each day. And then we keep an eye on it also. So we do everything to run your business really simple. All you have to do is really take care of the children and you know enjoy working with young kids. Um, and then why do we create this great community around it? So we do book clubs, we do lots of in-person events, we do lots of neighborhood events, lots of messaging. So, you know, get, get together with colleagues who are running small nurseries in your neighborhood and we help you do all sorts of activities together. And I'm, what I, I, there's so many just different things. I, as a mother of three, so many different things I love about this, this business model. And I know you are currently operating this in the UK and, and I, it needs to come over to the US because as we all know, the childcare and the early childhood education system in the US is not where it should, where it should be. Um, let's take a step back. I, I want to ask you more about uh, tiny.co, but Previous to that, you founded um, and led Teach First. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to be an entrepreneur the, when you started that initial venture? Yeah, sure. I was only in my 20s at the time, my mid-20s. And, um, and at the time, I was a management consultant. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I was in London at the time. And I got on a project looking at how businesses could help education in London and visited a number of schools in London and realized... Um, in 2002, when it was London schools were in a real tough spot, like there were real problems in lots of the schools. Um, and the, the big problem was they just struggled to get teachers, but they struggled to also get, you know, really good teachers. And um, and they weren't getting like enough talent into the schools. There's all sorts of wider issues in the schools. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote a business plan for this idea. Um, I took a, a leave of absence um, to try to get started. And then after a few months thought, you know, this is a great thing when I do it permanently and, and ended up doing it for 15 years. Um, and broadly, what we've done is attracted, we became the largest graduate recruiter in the UK, attracting tens of thousands of, of great university graduates to teach in low-income schools, train them, get them registered, licensed, and um, long-term become part of a whole leadership movement around education. And how did you, when you started that first, um, when you started Teach First, was it something that you really did from a, a point of passion and bootstrapped? Did you, how did you... Um, get that initial uh, operation and funding underway? Um, It was a point of passion. So the first year, you know, I I didn't take a salary and I was really getting it started as a charity. We had early support from um, the the government after about six months. So uh, we had Tony Blair, who's the prime minister, who's very supportive. And we had some business support. And, um, you know, over the first year, we managed to build some support and some investment and funding into it which then managed to get it launched. So, so after the first year, I'd say we did manage to build a good pool of support around it, which is great. So let's go back to where you're at today. So with um, tiny.co, 
you know, I talk to CEOs and, and entrepreneurs all the time, and, and they always say, you know, I'm the last person who should be running a tech business, but every business today is, is a tech business. Mm. Tell me a little bit about, because you described for us this, um, you know, this very robust app that you operate the whole community on. Tell me how you went about engaging your technology partners to, to beta test this and build this to what it is today. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not, uh, I don't have a massive tech background. So the first thing I did before starting the business is find the right co-founders. And, um, you know, I probably spoke to 40 or 50 people before I met Ed Reed, who's our CTO, and co- my, one of my co-founders who um, founded, uh, helped found, well, one of the founders of Gray's, which was a snack business that sold to Unilever. Uh-huh. And um, John Newbold, who is our chief product officer, who sold his digital design studio. And, um yeah, I mean, I couldn't have done it on my own. So it's definitely not a, a one-person show. Um, but, you know, it was by bringing in really great co-founders that enabled me to launch this and, and build the product that we currently have. And how many people do you have? Because I, I know in today's scalability, how many people do you have on your direct staff? Or do you have a lot of contractors that you work with to keep the tech and infrastructure going? We do it all in-house. So everything we're building is in-house. you market how do you go to market to what when you very first i'm sure today you probably have some word of mouth but when you very first went to launch what were some of the strategies that you used um i mean you know there's the simple like the google and facebook um um advertisements and seo searches that that um i think are common we've done a lot of um referrals, a lot of Instagram in, in influencer work, a lot of, you know, just making sure people who work in nurseries and others are aware of us. So our big challenge the first year and still now is, is how do we get more talented uh, people to open up small nurseries in their homes? And how do we find great people to do that? So, you know, looking at lots of different marketing channels for that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what would you say is advice you would give to another entrepreneur company founder who's in the early stages when they're worrying about the money or having to um, prepare to do that fundraising? Anything special that you've learned from having built these businesses? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. Uh, you need to, I think you have to be real clear vision of where you're going. Um, you know, you have to be able to tell a good story about how you're going to get there and, and have the talent around you, I think, to, to achieve it. So, Brett, where does Tiny go next? Because you're, you're still in the UK. Um, is there a whole lot more that you want to achieve in the UK or, or what's the vision for next? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of growth in, in the UK that we still want to do. Um, as you know, we've been in this major lockdown in England, I think even, even more severe than many other countries where schools have been closed and nurseries have been closed and it's been a real nightmare. So we've just come out of that, um, well, just, just about six weeks ago or eight weeks ago, I guess now. Um, and so we're really just kind of recovering from that. And I mean, in the coming months, we're really looking to grow outside London and to start, start making it into a national company. That's our next step before we actually look at other countries. Thank you for sharing that. Um, is there anything that that you do? I mean, to have, to go through this and balance your life um, as um, you know, as a as a parent yourself and and caring about what you do. Is there any advice you have for people about how you keep life balanced between being the entrepreneur and driving the startup and making sure you have that time for your family life? 
Um, I mean, you know, I've, I have three children myself and I've definitely always prioritized family life. So I'm always home on weekends. Um, you know, I, I rarely work on a weekend, um, you know, or having dinner together on Friday night or we eat dinner together, you know, especially in lockdown, it's been nice eating dinner together most nights <laughs> with my son's soccer coach and things. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's just trying to balance, you know, it's always difficult. Obviously everyone has that problem. Who's a parent and doing different jobs. I took a six month sabbatical when my third child was born and I helped, um, really take care for her while my, my wife was studying to become a, a paramedic, which was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the life challenge, isn't it? For everyone who's an entrepreneur, how do you balance or any job, how do you balance family and, and work? And I'm sure I don't have any better ideas than anyone else does. In that, except for the muddle through. Um, well, I'm always, I'm always curious because it's that careful balance between, um, you know, people that, that believe they're here to do more and give more into the world. Um, but yet, you know, you, you've got to also maintain the balance. And so I always think it's interesting to ask that question of, of people who, who are, are big drivers of all sorts of different things um, and how they, they do that self-care. Brett, it's been so nice to speak with you and, and learn more about um, Tiny Company and your journey. If people want to learn more or connect with you, where can they go? Yeah, come to our website, which is tiny, which is T-I-N-E-Y. So we had to add the E, uh, .co. Come to T-I-N-E-Y.co and yeah, you'll find out more there and uh, hope to get people interested. Well, thank you. And, and to our listeners, if Brett shared something on this episode that you think somebody else needs to hear, please pass it along and, and let them know about the great work that um, TinyCo is doing. And if there is a disruptive or innovative CEO that you think I need to speak with, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future. And Brett, thank you again for joining us from the UK. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.